0: Ladies and gentlemen, good evening.
1: Hi, I'm Mark Williams, and this is 365 Days of Sport.
2: 365 Days of Sport.
0: Yes, good evening and welcome to yet another edition of what is the greatest sports radio show on the planet... 365 days of sport, you're with me, Kieran Beefy Blake, officially the world's biggest sports fan. Check that out on Guinness, or whilst drinking Guinness is the best way. Uh, we're very happily joined by uh, the one and only uh, Gavin Ingham, joined us last week in substitution of Mr. Rob Bryce, who is jetting around the USA, but he's gone. Uh, what's the word? I was going to say interestingly quiet, but that's not really interesting. Uh, curiously, dubiously quiet? Happily. Happily quiet. Mm. Is it time for, um, for us to play a new game? Oh, Beef Stroganoff, I think it is. <laughs> beef Stroganoff. Okay, you ready for this, Gev? Yeah, I certainly
3: am. Yo, where's Rob? Yo, where's Rob?
0: Where is he? Check his Facebook. What's he got? Well, allegedly, a couple of days ago, he was travelling to Austin from Las Vegas.
3: Oh, he mustn't have won too much money out of the... Well, he's
0: getting out of Vegas. So, uh, Austin, you don't know what you're in for with uh, Rob Bryson. Actually, I can tell you, last time we were in Austin...
3: we allowed to say what he... You...
0: Not really. Just uh, naughty. Uh, just a naughty boy.
3: Police ask him to leave, or did he leave of his own free
0: accord? Uh, I think he was dragged by... Somebody yes. or something <laughs> out of some dodgy bar that we ended up in. Yes. Uh, we were, We went to see the Moto GP mm, wow. at uh, the old uh, Motodrome in uh, Austin. And, uh, yeah, we got back to the hotel quite early and Rob said, let's get on it. Got a bit revved up. So I had uh, two Shiner Box, mm. which is the kind of uh, Texan dark beer Oof. that you can drink liters and gallons of without even getting pissed.
3: Really? What's the percentage on
0: that? Minimal. Minimal. Do you know when I lived in Texas, the local law yeah. is if a beer was more than 3.25 or 3.5% alcohol, mm. it gets taxed as a wine. Hence why every beer is oh. less than mid strength. There
3: you go. So you get very
0: bloated. You go to the toilet a hell of a lot. Oof.
3: But how's that? You get a, a 4% beer. What, is that wine? Is it? That-
0: it's taxed as a wine, yeah, so hence why they don't, because the tax on wine is a lot more than beer. Um, before we get going, Gav, I've got to thank uh, those yeah. great people at Jack Link's. Oh, yes, why? It's the best beef jerky on the planet.
3: Oh, yes, and, yes. And
0: uh, I'm happy to confirm that both myself uh, and Rob Breyers are official brand ambassadors for Jack Link's. We love beef jerky.
3: Well, I'm still waiting for mine, my my free well, sample.
0: so are we.
4: To okay. be honest, but uh, I can officially
0: <laughs> disclaim that we are brand investors. So uh, if you're in um, any supermarket, whether it's Coles, Woolworths, IGA or other supermarkets are available, uh, do check out Jack Links because uh, you won't regret it. So we've got to thank Jack Links. Please check out their uh, varieties, teriyaki and I'm sure there's others. Beef flavoured. Beef flavoured beef jerky. That's the best, <laughs> I'm told. Uh, we've also got to thank those great people at Mercedes who make the best sportswear in Australia. They're a Dutch company, great quality, low prices. They will even throw sponsorship money at you because they want you to buy more stuff. Wonderful. Uh, community partners include Samsung, TCL, Hewlett Packard, and Make It Mind Finance. Just We're, letting you know.
3: You're actually wearing a shirt
0: now. I love it. It's love Masita. Masita gear. It's the best you can get. But just check them out. Mercedes.com.au M-A-S-I-T-A, or 1-300-Mesida. Tell them Beefy and Rob and Gav yes. and our special guest sent you.
3: Yes. Um, I've had a tough week. I'm so happy you've invited me back. My ham, hammy's a little sore, a little tight, but I've had good recovery and I've got another run on start here at the 365 Days of Sport podcast. It's not a podcast. It's, it's, it's a radio it's show. It's a radio show. It certainly is. Um, but I brought my friend and fellow comedian who had a show in the Melbourne International Comedy Festival this year, made his debut, Mr. Adam Samuel. G'day, Beautiful. G'day. Yeah. He's uh, He's a Melbourne D supporter, so my mighty magpie stitched his Ds up on the Queen's birthday weekend. So that's why he's here to make me feel a little bit better about myself this
0: week. So well, Rob, Rob will enjoy uh, having Adam on because uh, obviously Rob plays in a band called The Demon Parade, who are all Melbourne Demon fans, apart from Rob. Right, so I didn't get that. Does this
1: guy come with subtitles? I can't understand his accent. <laughs> oh, no, he's
3: he's he's, uh, he's from Wales. Oh, from
1: Wales. Yes. Right. Now I got it. I don't. Need Good. Subtitles now you anymore. can tune in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've got Siri, f- how do you pronounce this in Welsh? Got a few soundtracks out. Sounds of Wales. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Helps <laughs> you sl- helps you
3: sleep at night. Yeah. That's
1: Just, <sighs> Ah, uh, yes, this is Adam. He's a D supporter, uh, a lonely, sorrow-filled D supporter. Well, you know what? We bounced back. We went through 15 years of heartache, but Gav, it's good to see you out and about in the southeast suburbs. I know for a magpie supporter, you you guys kind of get scared and can't read you know, station names properly, so it's really nice that you made it down here this evening. I took Gav for a bite to eat tonight. Oh, we yeah? took one look at the menu, and you know, we, we worked through the alphabet, and he's getting better. <laughs> he's getting better for a magpie what, supporter. Just got to burger. Burger. Yeah.
0: <laughs> burger.
1: No, one better. Pizza, five letters. Oh, okay. What, One of the letters is the same, so four letters, really. Yeah, that's right. It's good to be back. I feel uh, glad that you brought a Melvin supporter on. Now. Sorry, I'll I, run you over with my Range Rover and hit you with my cheese board any day, son. And on, on stab the you way with his ski pole. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> have we had decent weeks or not?
3: Yeah, I've had a good week. I uh, know, actually, a bit of a, a bit of a down week. I must admit. Uh, my mate Salads that I mentioned Salads. last week, his gout has exploded oh, again. I feel so sorry for I anyone with gout. Get him on the radio in in a, in a few weeks. I didn't get selected to the to the NBA draft. Oh, didn't you? No, I, I didn't apply, but I should. have. Have to i'm five foot eight a towering <laughs> five foot eight um best years are ahead of me i uh, it's professional sports in this win now attitude i have won and you might not know the statistic but you do now 20 nba championships on playstation 3 wow so i didn't get picked that's <laughs> incredible disappointed <laughs> shocker did any australians get drafted this time around some have been asked to go to summer league oh, um, yeah. but none were drafted we've been, been a bit of the flavor of the
0: month last yeah year, that's couple it couple
3: of years but uh, ben simmons he's won rookie of the year today i did see that yep but i, I don't Care about them. I I didn't get drafted. Yeah, that's are, are we right.
0: We're not listening. To Me you? either, and
1: nor Adam. No, I'm sitting here without a draft.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's real sports news for you people. Just in case you've been missing the sports news this week.
1: What about yourself, Adam? Well, look, it, it, it's been it's been an all right week. But to be honest, the last time I show um, Nick Kiriyas what Pornhub is, you know, he
0: took it <laughs> a bit too. Took it a bit too extreme it. on the court, I reckon. He did. I can tell you, actually, the headline is Naughty Nick. Nick Kyrgios caught on live TV appearing to mimic sex act. Uh, bad boy Kyrgios, friend of the show, by the way, Nick Kyrgios, uh, appeared to be mimicking masturbation when a camera focused on him at the Fever Tree Championships. World number 21 shook his water bottle suggestively before <laughs> squeezing some liquid out of the end. <laughs> This is the best bit allowing himself a cheeky little smile and then so, taking a drink.
1: Are you reading from Tennis or is that the is that the plot from this night's episode of
0: Love Island? <laughs> I think it's both. I think um 50 shades of gray as well. It says uh, however there was no happy ending for the controversial Australian in the match oh as he yo. lost seven six seven six 6 to number one seed Mariana Cilic. Oh. So
3: is Naughty Nick the first time that headline has ever been used in relation to Nick Kyrgios? Because either that or they've never used it before or they've run out of names
1: for Nick. Well
0: this was at the Queen's Club so this is a UK newspaper yeah. report. Um, they've toned it down because Her Majesty might read it. <laughs> what's
1: he done? He's, yeah, he's shaking his bottle.
0: The, uh, the Times uh, copywriters are probably struggling for uh, just a fit Nick Kyrgios news The rest in. is just
1: swear words. <laughs>
3: bleep bleep Nick.
0: The next headline is guess what Nick's done today.
4: Yeah. Where's Nick? Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry Rob you've been bummed.
0: <laughs> what about Greg Norman? Did you see Love this? Love him. Love Greg Norman. The shark has gotten full frontal.
3: Although if I was his age looking like that I'd be getting around every day like that.
1: Well I think he does by the sound of it. <laughs> I've heard of going to the lake to look for your own balls but he's just taken it a
0: bit too far. He <laughs> did. Yeah. Um, 63. Not yeah. too bad he does 2,000 push-ups an hour or something a day or so just to keep fit and squats and all sorts of rubbish like that. In all honesty, I do hope I'm looking as good as that at 63 because I've never looked that good ever. <laughs> <laughs> Even as a professional sportsman, I never looked that good. And that's why you're still not
1: drafted to the NBA. Ah, that's Beefy. the problem.
3: Yeah. Maybe Nick and the Great White could get together and share off some sexual moves naked. Maybe. <laughs> Or maybe not. I know, think,
0: but just... Nick's not a, not afraid of getting the shirt off, though, either, because he mm. loves himself a bit too much. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right, though. I think that could be a good combination, because I believe Nick Kyrgios is still looking for a coach.
3: <laughs> has Nick Kyrgios actually done, is that an honest question? I'm not paying him has he done? Has he achieved much
0: in his career? Well, he's world number 21, so yeah. He's not quite taking the piss as much as our, uh, another friend of the show, Bernie Tomich, who uh, just <laughs> does nothing, just turns up just to get paid. Yeah. So
3: was the shark aware of photos being taken, or was just, he was just... <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Robert, was he just Robert Allenby style laying in the middle of a golf course naked? And then they've started taking photos and he's, oh, this is intentional.
0: Yeah, no, it was for the uh, ESPN's The Body Issue.
4: Oh, okay. Uh, where they oh. do take
0: uh, photos of sports people in the
1: nude. Oh, and it's a link up to Shark Week. See, I thought it was I thought it was something completely different because we all know that the Shark is good friends with the Trump. And I thought that it was just a bunch of media reporters camping at one of Trump's golf courses oh. waiting to see, will Trump play golf today or save the world? And oh, wait a minute. Greg Norman's it,
0: here. Yeah. He's relevant again. It only took him 120 years, but he's back in the papers. It, <laughs> well, if you're Remember when he married Chris Everett Lloyd, Chris Mm. Everett, as we should have called her, I suppose, they did the naked honeymoon photo shoot. Mm, Etched in my memory. Has he put his clothes back on (laughs) since? I don't think so. (laughs) Oh my god. This is yeah. free balling around Florida. He is just I don't bowling. need to wear clothes. Um, you've been keeping up with the World Cup? Yes, what absolutely. What World Cup? Uh, what about this? England fan goes all the way to Russia only to realise he's forgotten his tickets. <laughs> oh. Every fan's worst nightmare. We all imagine it. You're looking forward to a massive event. You've bought your tickets. Then the time comes and you travel to the airport, arrive, make your merry way to the event in question. You arrive at the entrance, check your pockets for the ticket, and no, surely not. It's not there. You've left your tickets at home. Well, this is generally a bad dream for most people. It's unfortunately happened to one England fan who trevoid 3,000 kilometres to Russia before realising he had left his tickets at home. The unlucky supporter was Douglas Morton from Bristol, whose story was brought to light by ITV producer Dan Howells. The two met, and Morton revealed that he believes he left his ticket in a drawer at home before travelling out to watch England face Panama in Volgograd. Um, Howells did put out an appeal to find a ticket for Morton ahead of the game, Asking support was if they had a spare and they could help out. Amazingly, the appeal actually worked with Howells successfully tracking down a ticket for him. However, at the time of writing, Morton's whereabouts in Russia remained unknown. Uh, Howell's tweeted out Douglas update: the lads from At Sport Options have found him a ticket, but now we can't find him. If anyone spots him, tell him I've left a message at his hotel reception. So let's hope he got the tickets and uh, got to the game.
3: That's uh, what? I can't get in through modern technology. What's going on? It's Russia.
1: Yeah, they still have the six ply you know flight tickets that they give you, <laughs> yeah. where they they stamp seven copies, rip off one, and they go there. You go, sir. <laughs> Um, Is this the same kid that a couple of years ago, there was a similar story, a kid from Bristol, he wanted to go on a holiday for a couple of weeks during summer uh, to come out to Melbourne, Australia, and he bought, he bought a ticket for Melbourne,
0: but he ended up buying it for Melbourne,
1: Florida. Florida. Oh. yeah,
0: yeah. Is this the same kid? I think no. so. I think you might be on the money. Um, talking of Russia, Burger King Russia apologised for impregnated by World Cup player campaign. What? The Russian arm of Burger King has apologised and withdrawn a campaign which would have rewarded women 3 million rubles, which is about 40,000 euros, and free whoppers for life if they got pregnant with a World Cup player's baby. Oh. The promotion was quickly shelved by Burger King, not surprisingly, who released a statement to apologise for the insensitive campaign. In Russia? Insensitive? Come on! (laughs) Oh,
3: VAR got involved in that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Burger King promises $50,000 in lifetime whopper supply for Russian women able to get pregnant from any football celebrity to transfer the good genes to Russia. Just just one gene. Just one gene, yeah. Uh, in a statement on Wednesday, Burger King said, we are sorry about the clearly offensive promotion that the team in Russia launched online. It said the offer does not reflect our brand or our values and we are taking steps to ensure this type of activity does not happen again. I should have done the accent, kev How's this? The promotion comes on the back of a similarly insensitive campaign run by Burger King Russia last year in which the fast food chain ran an ad depicting a 17-year-old victim of rape and beating.
3: Well, you've got to cut through in this day and age <laughs> with the media, don't you?
0: Ain't? That is crazy are,
3: stuff. Are they really sorry, because there's a tactic in the media to do something really atrocious and then pull back and apologise and then you actually are bumped up in people's minds of yeah. how good you are. VB yeah. recipe, for example, they change a recipe and everyone is up in arms and then they change it back to the original recipe yep. and everyone's, ah, oh, and their, their stocks rise.
0: Coca-Cola, aren't it shapes? But I think you're on the money there. Yeah. I, I, I f- didn't even know there was Burger King in Russia to be honest. It probably isn't. No. I <laughs> brought in one store just to stand, a
3: cardboard cutout stand, just for that.
0: As soon as you're here, Adam, we, uh, we're going to run through. As soon as you're a massive AFL fan, we're going to. flag. Your flag wave. The, Zur- the flag. Zurich Ds.
1: Yeah, the Zurich Ds. We can't afford sponsorship in Australia anymore, so we've had to go on to China Southern Airlines and Zurich Bank.
0: China Southern, they're a big one. We might uh, just sneak this in.
1: don't know if you guys are aware, big news in the AFL this week. So the AFL women's have started already. And of course we have the AFL M's as people are stupidly calling it for the men's. But much like, you know, you have a lot of sports which are mixed these days. So AFL are bringing out a brand for next year. They're going to try it in 2019 see how successful it is. It's going to be mixed football, women's and men's. Same. So like for Melbourne, you're going to have Nathan Jones and Daisy Pierce and at Collingwood. You're going to have... Gavin and Scott Pendlebury, uh, you know, filling in with some with some lovely women, or look like women, I guess, down in Collingwood. I'm not too sure what they look like down there. <laughs> I think it's going to be popular. Mixed AFL rounds.
3: What are they going to call it?
1: AFL X and Y's. AFL. <laughs> All lies,
0: right. not a word of truth. So there's obviously going to be a quota system. Where does Hannah Mancy come in? Well, we're not too sure on that. We'll have to wait and see.
3: Depending on how legally it, it falls out, she can do whatever she wants. She,
0: she can p- play both positions on the same team. I'm sure she does. He does. <laughs> um, you know, in Quidditch, uh, yes, it is genuinely a mixed sport and you yes. have to have at least two. The strange thing is they... Because it's generally American, and they play in the college system. You're allowed to play as whatever you like if you don't recognise to be in that gender.
4: Oh, right.
0: It's not even gender neutral. It's uh, if you do, if you're a, a woman in a man's body, if you don't associate or mm. don't recognise yourself as yep. a, a man, you can play as a woman even though you're a man. The old mm. Casta Semenya uh, yeah, right. style of play. So that's in, that's Quidditch. I'm so
3: sorry for the first twenty seconds of you started to tell that story. I, was like, I don't remember this in the Harry Potter books. <laughs> <laughs> Until you said college system, I was like, ah, oh, right, the real, the real Quidditch that we know. Running yeah. around with brooms between your legs. That's right. Yeah.
1: Nothing says respectable college sports like a bunch of idiots running around the field with the, with the janitor's broom.
3: Between your legs. Well, I guess what you're saying is however you feel, you can have whatever between you. Yeah, okay, let's just move uh, on. It's just, just, just
0: on evidently again. clear where Nick Kyrgios got his inspiration from. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, one of our favourite segments on the show is going to be a belter this week. So we played the first song that
3: came to his head. It just so happened to be... It was the worst song in the world It was the worst song in the world Listen to the song and it's clear of all Because the words don't fit And the song is shit You're a talentless.
0: I forgot to say, it's uh, show 69 this week. Does that have any relevance to Nick Curious? <laughs> don't know. I'm, I was expecting a cake.
1: Were you? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was expecting something else from
0: you guys, but yeah. anyway,
1: I might just leave.
0: <laughs> Before I go into the real worst song in the world for this yeah. week, I have to highlight this. England played against New Zealand this week, rugby league, in, of all places, Denver. Co- Colorado in the US. That rugby league hotbed. Denver, Colorado mm-hmm. in Col- the US, yeah. Right. Mile high city. Right. The highest stadium on earth, by the way. Yeah, right. It is. I'll tell you that, and that's just the people. And that, yes, it is because it's (laughs) vaguely legal over there. I'm going to play the New Zealand national anthem because it's hilarious. I'll just remind you about this one that uh, we actually did a top ten worst anthem renditions a couple of months ago, Mm -hmm. uh, and this is our number one.
4: What so proudly
0: we I think she was in Denver as well by the sound (laughs) of it. Yes.
4: God bless (laughs) Julie Bishop. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, bruv- bruv- See? I can actually understand
1: bruv- this I can't understand Beefy, but I can understand this
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> she-
0: The people laughing in the background get me yeah.
3: I think it was the NBA players I think this is the All-Star game, was it?
0: No, this is at a uh, demolition derby Oh, I thought it was Fergie for
3: the NBA Fergie, if you're listening, I'm, I'm sorry um, oh. <laughs> She's still going
1: You sure it's not NASCAR?
0: It's close to NASCAR.
1: (laughs) Can you get sent off
0: in NASCAR? Because she should be sent off. She's already got three yellow
4: cards, yes. and that's not
0: even legal in football. So, so that was um, some girl that was drunk <laughs> during the national anthem. She thought she did it quite well, apparently. But um, this actually rivalled it. This is the uh, Crystal Collins, I think she's called. This is the New Zealand national anthem. Why they got an American to do a Maori <gasps> national anthem?
3: I I really like the New Zealand national. I like yeah. it better than the Australian musically. I, yeah. I think it's amazing. I don't know if I want to hear this. I'm
0: pretty sure his political correctness gone mad.
1: Does she not know that it is just God save the Queen? (laughs) <laughs> she could have sung it in English <laughs> if she wasn't coughing.
4: Oh...
2: to just about go down as the worst rendition I've ever heard of the New Zealand National Anthem at a sporting event.
3: It sounded more like a rendition of Good King Wenceslas.
4: When the snow lay round about... Deep and crisp and deep and
0: Who was the singer? Crystal Collins. Ah, well, in
3: all fairness to her, she was told it was a karaoke competition <laughs> and they forgot to bring out the, the the bouncing ball on the TV. My word. I
1: heard the uh, the Auslan interpreter was having a field day, though. <laughs> yes yeah,
3: right. I think last week's story about the uh, New Zealand jockey falling off the yeah. horse, I think the horse heard this <laughs> national anthem and it's fallen over.
0: If there's ever anything you ever learn, doesn't matter if it's in Mary or the Welsh national anthem in Welsh or any language based anthem mm. get someone from that country to sing it i thought i thought i thought you could not, not do that well, she was a, she's a big black american woman well uh, that's the end of the show i think <laughs> it's killed it <laughs> why it's it's a very good question, Gavin. I'm glad
3: you asked that, because nobody knows why. Oh, Jacinda Arden needs to call in and give us some answers, I think. Yeah. she's just had a baby, but I don't care. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I think they need more, more than
0: God to defend New Zealand <laughs> after that. Oh, my God. Set a precedent, I'm telling you. It is set a precedent. Anyway, that's not even the real worst song in the world. Oh, This one is uh, for you, Gav. Um, so, a listener to the show actually emailed me and said, did you know this guy did a song? He's an old-school AFL fan. Oh. I'm just thinking whether you've heard this before.
2: Who are you here for? I still can't hear you. <laughs> Some people think this is going to be the A-side. They haven't sort of made up their mind yet.
3: Wow. I, haven't, I haven't heard this. Let's have a Smile all the while, smile
4: all the while. Sing a song and get your problems off your mind. I may not be
3: too educated, but this is one thing I have stated. You know I like to smile all the while. When I was young, my father said to me, son, those women, they'll lead you up a tree. They'll take your money and treat you mighty nice. But when your money's gone, the loving's gone, and they'll treat you cold as ice. So you just
4: smile all the while,
1: smile all the while. Sing a song and get your problems off your mind.
3: I may not be too educated, but this is one thing I have stated. You know I like to smile all the while.
4: Now Dad is
0: older,
3: he's nearly 93.
0: That's actually his follow-up single. Oh Peter McKenna, the great yeah. Collingwood full-forward, from '65 uh, to '77. Certainly, apart correct. from that year, he had Edward Carlton oh. in '77. What a year that was!
3: Yeah, '77, the uh, the, f- the second draw in AFL history. Oh, was it? Yes. Between who? Uh, That's between North Melbourne, the Kangaroos,
0: and Collingwood. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we lost. Lost the replay.
3: Barassi, your 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 man, mm-hmm. Adam Samuel. He was the coach. Uh, so um,
0: this is uh, "Smile All the While," written by that Johnny Young oh, from I didn't know Young really. Talent Time. Right, and he appeared regularly as Daryl Summers' co-host on oh, Hey, Hey, It's hey, 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 Saturday. Saturday. When, when it was on too. The Mornings. Yep. Guess who replaced him as the co-host?
3: Uh, was it someone who was pink and fluffy? Could be. Or was it Aussie Ostrich? It was.
1: Yes, absolutely. Aussie Ostrich, imagine that. I, Your job to a to a
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> AFL subrule. <laughs>
3: I on the think, ostrich. I think actually what happened, uh, I'm a bit of a Collingwood historian, as you know, yes. Adam. Uh, I think they wanted to stick their hand up Peter McKenna's bum,
1: and he quit. So then they got the <laughs> fluffy ostrich in, and he was happy to take it. Just got a text message in from the Melbourne Deaf Society. Please stop that music, or we'll be pressing charges.
3: I love how you actually picked up your phone as well to, for that gag. Beautiful. Very good. He was a pop star in, in Melbourne back in the day. That's why he was yeah. on Payhead hey, Saturday mm-hmm. in the morning.
0: Um, Pete McKenna makes the worst song in the world sports chart. Yeah. On six, show sixty nine, it must have been fairly handy because uh, in between sixty nine <laughs> and seventy three, he had ninety eight goals, hundred and forty three goals, hundred and thirty four goals, hundred and thirty goals, and then he tailed off with eighty six goals.
3: And the best hair in football,
4: Ooh. had a bit
0: of a Beatles cut. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Who did who, you grow up worshiping? A football player,
1: Adam. Oh, see, I um, I'm an eighties baby, mm-hmm. so the nineties were were good. You know, I miss I miss the names. You know, like David Neat's yep, our, our yep. big huge forward or the ox. Ah, know, yes. You know, uh, Mr. Schwartz, yes. as, as my grandmother called him, never by his first name. It was never David. It was always Mr. Schwartz. Mr. <laughs> Re- Schwartz has kicked another goal.
3: <laughs> respect. as respect.
1: But the other day, I actually uh, watched the replay, not the grand final, not the 2000 final between us and Essendon because that was just depressing. You know, if I want to get depressed, I'll watch that. Yeah. But I watched the prelim final and I missed the old names like Uze, Green, Bruce, Woe Woden, like Woe Woden. There's, there's one. He, yeah. he won the Brownlow in 2000 for us and then decided to go to the Pies.
0: To American and UK listeners, that's uh, AFL talk.
1: Speaking of the Amer- Americans, should know who Collingwood is because yes. one of the big forwards, Mason Cox, he's an American. He is, and it took me ages to to work that out because I'd be at the stadium and everyone would just start chanting USA, and I'd be like, yeah. "Oh my God, Collingwood supporters can't be that stupid that they don't know what country they're in." <laughs> but no, they were chanting for this this yeah. tall, lanky, big fifty meter kicker, Mason Cox from
3: yeah. the US, seven foot tall. I think he was. Uh, I think he's from uh, Texas,
0: six foot ten. I, if you uh, if you follow him on Instagram, like I do, he he's, says he's six. Six foot ten. Six foot ten cocks, he calls himself.
3: Oh, well, Collingwood's got a history of bumping up and bumping down heights to uh, to suit their purposes.
0: Well, they say they love a bigger cocks, don't they? They do, they love it. <laughs> um, it reminds me of, uh, we went to watch uh, Glamorgan play Somerset years ago. There was loads of us on the Lash. So can I get a translation for that? Yep, Cricket. All oh, right. And there was a right. South African bowler, Fanny de Villiers, and he was opening the bowling for Somerset, and we'd already been on it from early doors. And right at the start of play, we decided to go into, there's only one six-foot Fanny, but we continued it for like <laughs> half an hour. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) <laughs> and he, he was just giggling the whole time. And we, there was only about 50 people in the crowd. Yeah. And all you could hear was, there's only one six-foot fanny, one six-foot fanny. And it just kept going and going. did and it get going.
3: slower and quieter? And then <laughs> someone would bolster oh, the troops it would get louder. If they're Very drinking, funny.
1: it would have become a bit like, uh, you know, Miss What's-Her-Name singing the New Zealand anthem. Oh, in- incoherent at oh, one stage. Christ- oh. Crystal oh. Collins.
0: Anyway, uh, while you're here, Gav, you might as well do this.
4: is hey gentlemen, here's tonight. Top Oh, I got a live one here <laughs>
3: Yes, well, in honour of Rob's sabbatical in the USA having the best time, uh, Rob's from New Zealand, so why do something else other than the Trevor Chapel bending the rules oh. top ten? So this is about teams or people that have bent the rules to become winners or, you know, successfully or not successfully. So it's a bit of a cheating thing, but it's some more obscure, obscure ones that we've chosen. It's also in honour of um, recently, overnight in a bar in New York, um, Australian of the Year candidate for next year, uh, Mr. Steve Smith... Uh, former Australian Australian of the year love it yeah I would not be surprised if that happens uh, he was uh, he was having a well-deserved break overseas photoed in a bar in New York having a drink it's and it's a well-deserved holiday after being forced to fake cry for minutes on national television after what happened a, a few months ago. Um, so it's What happened, a, Gav,
0: a couple of months ago?
3: Um, I think he was very competitive and tried to inspire the rest of his team to...
0: I'm running out of words here. Yeah. You're going to have to... I can't... Basically, the person in charge of Australian cricket, this is for all American and uh, other non Commonwealth based listeners, the captain of the Australian cricket team, who is, in effect, more powerful than the Prime Minister of the country, mm uh, got caught inspiring his players to actually get, get sandpaper out on the field to sandpaper the ball and change the condition of the ball. Highly illegal. Highly illegal. Almost
3: like in society as well. The police will get you. Uh, yeah, I couldn't lie, so I was trying to glamorise. I know you were
0: trying to uh, yeah. kind of smooth over the yeah. rough, so to speak. I ran
3: out of sandpaper for that for <laughs> yeah. that comment. Yeah. So it's a little bit in honour of him. So um, you Americans, I hope you're
0: taking good care of him. there. Well, S- Steve Smith has uh, sought solace in a New you- York bar. By himself, oh, he was on his which phone. apparently is news. Oh, that's mm. right. Well, he, I think he was on Tinder,
3: so that's wish <coughs> yeah. him,
0: wish him all the well, well. His girlfriend is in Italy, studying or doing something. So, um, yeah, it could well have been.
3: Yeah, good luck, good luck. Hi, Steve. If you, if you, yes. Listening.
0: Well, he's a big fan of the show. Um, until that... we started taking a piss out of yeah.
3: him. Yeah, Adams. Adams' grandma calls him Mr. Smith. Yes. Um, so yeah, there's a history of cheats in sport, and and we love them, and, and they're hating. generally Australians. Oh, we hopefully, we yeah, we hope teaching. so. Yeah, yeah. 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 So hell bent on breaking the rules, coming out on top. So we got. The Ben Johnsons and Marion Jones. World Cup wise, since that's a that's a hot topic at the moment, is uh, Thierry Henry's uh, handball on France two thousand nine. Diego
0: Maradona nineteen eighty six World Cup. That's
3: right. A little uh, with the head of Maradona and uh, a little with the hand of God is the quote. And
0: by the way, have you been seeing pictures of Diego Maradona at the World Cup? No. uh, Watching Argentina, he's very twitchy in the box. He's very portly as well. Has been for a while. Yes. So what happens when you stop running? Yeah, Yeah. And he, he rubs his nose an awful lot. Oh, yeah! I hear he's been spending a lot of time in Colombia these days. <laughs> he's an ambassador to the escobars. Oh, oh right, okay, <laughs> that makes
3: sense. Uh, yeah, this might be our last show that we ever do. Bring it on! <laughs> so, some honorable mentions for the top ten this week: we've got Tom Brady in the New England the Patriots in the NFL, the Deflate Gate two thousand seven, the NASCAR racer Michael Waltrip who tainted his fuel tank oh. um, and to try and spark up the fuel, but it did the opposite effect; didn't work, and he. Came Came out and said, uh, You can't be skeptical of Toyota. You have
1: to blame me. So he took the fall. Good on, Michael. I was, going, I was thinking, how can you cheat? You're just making
0: left turns. What did someone make a right? And everyone, <gasps> you can't do that. Or in, um, what is it, Talladega Nights, where uh, Borat's and they actually run. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and uh, also 2009 in, in the boxing world, which is, is, is replete with honourable sportsmanship, the, the mm. sport of boxing. Um, Shane Mosley was taking on Antonio Margarito. And uh, Mosley's corner noticed that something was unusual on Margarito's wraps, the bandages under his gloves. Um, and they... Made a protest. An investigation was revealed that uh, Margarito had plaster of Paris yeah. on his uh, on, on, <laughs> on his Just, yeah. which, uh, for those of you who don't know, it hardens when it gets wet, effectively turning his gloves into blunt force yeah.
0: instruments. But he's still lost, didn't he? Yeah, so, Shame but, moves he still beat him. Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: well, he could have been. He could have taken his daughter beforehand to <laughs> to the plaster funhouse, you know, for a bit of paint and making stuff. Boxing is a clean sport, no Absolutely. doubt. So here is number ten. We we're taking you to the sport of tug-of-war.
3: I take you, oh, two gentlemen, it. 1908. That's the London the Olympics. O- yeah, the o- London Olympics. How many teams do you reckon were competing?
0: Three, I think, wouldn't
3: Very it? good beef stroganoff. Uh, it was the UK, Sweden, and the US of A. There were three teams competing in the tug-of-war uh, event. you think it would be all three of those countries. Did no. they get a triangular rope? I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the three teams that were competing were all from the UK, being Ah. the London Olympics, and they're all UK police squads. So the Liverpool police team competed in their service boots, and they won easily some of their events because um, it was reported of their enormously heavy boots. Wow. They were putting things in their boots, supposedly. The USA protested, it was thrown out, and they did some winning. Love it. Um, Number nine, we're going to a pent-athlete, the 1976 Montreal Games, Russia's Boris... I'm really sorry, Mr. Putin, if you're listening and I get this incorrect. Boris Onishenko, Onyshenko. He won gold with his team in the previous Olympics, 1972, and decided that he liked winning so much that he was going to do it again four years later. So to guarantee it, he uh, decided to just straight up cheat. So what he did during the fencing is he rigged his epée sword for you Americans, um, so that all he needed to do was get relatively close to the scoring area oh. on his opponent. He flicked a switch on his, on his sword. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that would register, it would send an electric shock, register a hit, giving him a point. Um, so the Brits were, were suspicious, um, and Boris was found out, and he said he did it because of the political pressure for the Soviet yeah. uh, Union to win
1: gold. Well, you know what, I think that's the least, besides hanging hanging gays and impregnating women with <laughs> soccer players, I think that's the least of Putin's <laughs> worries right now, to be honest.
3: Uh, number eight is the long jump. So the 1984 Los Angeles Olympics, Puerto Rican Madeleine de Jesus won a qualifier, but injured herself. So instead of pulling out, for the next round, uh, she entered her twin sister.
0: Oh.
3: <laughs>
4: Genius. Genius.
3: Awesome. Um, and the only What way... was the
1: tip-off that her twin sister was like <laughs> twice the size and had never never long jumped in her life?
3: <laughs> no, they're biological twins. They look very similar, but the only way they were found out is because her twin sister had a beauty mark on her oh, cheek. Oh,
0: wow. They I thought a... if she won a medal and uh, they did the urine testing and one was pregnant and one wasn't, that would have been the brilliant one.
3: <laughs> Eight months pregnant. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Puerto Rican coach was told about the plan, but uh, he didn't think they would go through with it. (laughs) I've never heard that one before. That's brilliant. I could have just made it up. Oh, senor,
1: she's just trying her (laughs) best.
3: Talk to my sister. We're going back to pentathlete for number seven, and this is a bit of a sad one. Uh, the Swedish pentathlete, Mr. Hans Gunner Lillianwald. I went to Ikea today, so I know how to say yeah. that. Um, Lillianwald competed in three different Olympics, 1964, 68, and in 1972. But in 1968, the Swedish team took home the bronze medal, but now that bronze medal has been scratched oh. from the records book, records, records. I'm drunk myself. Yep. Uh, the record books because of Mr wall because 1968 he was found as a drug cheat not as a traditional drug cheat, a treat cheat no cheats um no's mm. a traditional drug popular sheet. in Russia <laughs> um no performance enhancing drugs he was so nervous before his bronze medal match that he down two beers to calm the nerves and so you know of course cuz shooting and alcohol always a good good <laughs> combo yeah. in, uh, in especially when you're a bit nervous so he won the bronze um, but it was the first time they were testing drugs in Olympic games and alcohol was on the banned list wow. so hans was disqualified clever hans was he not Number six, we're going to rugby. Now, Beefy, um, you might know this one. This is uh, in 2009. Uh, The English rugby team Harlequins, who is currently captained by former Wallaby captain James Horwell, the team used blood tablets. Do you know this? Yeah, Blood blood tablets to fake an injury in order to substitute a player out that could only leave if he was injured. Um, And this was during the Heineken Cup. So the player, Tom Williams, was suspended for four months and the team was uh, fined 260,000 pounds. Uh, try and conversion. Number five, we've got the Boston Marathon. Uh, mm. In 1980, Rosie Ruiz was the first woman to cross the finish line in the Boston Marathon, and she won the event, and she knocked 20 minutes off her personal best. She caught the bus, didn't she? she just, no, no. no. I, the, beefy, no. that that, it, that is That's a little bit too far. It was discovered that she took the subway. Yeah. <laughs> bus
4: they're inconsistent
3: they're late <laughs> um, you cannot rely on on the but bus
1: that, that counts I mean you, you see joggers who go down the street and they get to a red light and then they just stand there like absolute idiots just on the spot jogging up and down yeah. and they don't stop their watch because they're no. still running so no. she could have been doing the same thing on the well, subway
3: I, hopefully uh, I think she was inspired by uh, Fred Laws who in 1904 was running the 1904 Olympics and he finished a marathon in uh, just over three hours way faster than any other competitor and he accomplished the feat by hitching a ride with a passing car <laughs> for ne- nearly 11 miles of the race um, and he got to the end and he was posing with photos with his daughter before the race officials discovered wait a second he's here very early he's getting photos he's very happy the funny thing is as he, as he passed um, all the other fellow competitors that were still running he left out the window and waved <laughs> there's nothing in the rules to stop this that's right he yeah. received a lifetime ban um, but it was lifted a year later this ban and that year he won the Boston Marathon so full circle there for For Rosie Ruiz. And he took the bus.
4: Yeah, that's
3: right. (laughs) Number four, we're going to one of my favorite sports, basketball. Um, And and this one is inspired by this footage. It's just taking the internet by storm this last week and a half. This 12 year old uh, French. (laughs) Player. He's 12 years old. He's seven foot tall. Mr. I guess he might be a man. Yeah. Olivier Rieu. He plays on an eight foot tall hoop. So he's just. He
0: he, doesn't even get off the floor to dunk.
3: He jumps down on his knees to (laughs) dunk, I think. Um, So it's inspired by this story. So two years ago, a highly touted 17 year old basketball prospect from South Sudan, Mr. Jonathan Nicola. He was so good, he was getting uh, scouted by NBA scouts as a potential draft pick for the upcoming NBA draft. And the The problem was that he was discovered playing in a high school basketball tournament in Canada. Now, the issue isn't the distance of the America. It was the fact that he was 30 years old. (laughs)
0: Well, there was a. We did We covered this a couple of weeks oh. ago. There's a 25 year old that was a. Didn't get into college or the NBA that decided he wanted to recreate his basketball career. So he oh. went back to school, claimed he was a refugee. He was 25 year old refugee <laughs> in playing in Dallas. He won the player of the season. And then one of his former coaches actually told the league, said, I know this guy. He used to play for me eight years ago. <laughs> and the worst thing is he got accepted back into college. Oh, you got to let. <laughs> Everyone has a right of reply,
1: a yeah. right to... Uh, and right now, apparently, he's gone back to preschool to learn his ABCs. Yeah, that's right. right um,
3: but I love it because his wife... To get him in, his wife posed as his mother to get him into the high school. <laughs> um, and But they were clever. They didn't just put him in as a grade 12, but they put him in as a grade 11. Oh. So he's got an extra year. <laughs> right. Um, but currently, he's breached his immigration, oh, and he's in a no. detention
0: centre. Oh. He's <laughs> currently starting centre for the immigration in the, in the uh, prison league.
1: Let's get ready to be deported! <laughs> <laughs> We're going to ice hockey
3: now. We're in the top three in the legendary Darwin ice hockey team. Have you heard about this team? They've never lost. Yes. Never lost. For 32 years, they're at the top. Beefy, very good, undefeated. Each year, they would challenge the winner of the Stanley Cup in the NHL, and not once has an NHL team taken them seriously <laughs> and taken them up on the challenge, mainly because they do not have an ice hockey rink. There wasn't any ice hockey rinks in Darwin uh, for reasons unknown. In fact, it'll probably melt. That You know what? That's probably the reason. <laughs> (laughs) So the team captain and coach, Mr. Beat, uh, Erisman, something suspicious about that name as well, he said the problem is no team ever showed up because we don't have an ice rink so we won by forfeit um, but last year 2007 the team has made a shock collective retirement Whoa. But, and they only retired because Darwin has got its first sky <laughs> skating rink so they're fearful that they may actually have to play a game of ice hockey <laughs> and also on the surface of ice. Mm. Um, only once were they challenged um, and they drew with the Swiss team and Mr Erisman is quoted as saying we didn't have any ice, so we ended up at the pub and settled it on the pool table. What was his first name? Uh, Beat, B-E-A-T Oh, that's uh, Kyrios's new coach. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> uh, no, that's his cousin Beat Off. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, number two, we're going to sailing. Mr. Donald Crowhurst, he's a British businessman. Okay, um, so how can you cheat at sailing? Well, I'm just about to tell you. Um, he entered the 1968 Sunday Times Golden Globe Race. It's a single-hand, around the world yacht race, and uh, he he decided to enter this race, uh, so that he could promote his other businesses, but he was a, a serious amateur and had absolutely zilch sailing experience. <laughs> so as the race went on, Crowhurst, uh, used radio reports to tell feedback where he was. Oh my God. How good does Australia look? Oh my God. <laughs> all, all the, uh, landmarks or watermarks uh, of a trip around our planet, but not far into the race, he felt a bit, uh, overwhelmed. So he just uh, docked into a nice little South Pacific dock And rested there And uh, still reported he's uh, leading the race So the um, the actual leader of the race, Mr Nigel Tetley Was so disappointed, he was the favourite to win He decided, oh, I'm just going to give up So he docked into uh, a dock and, and decided to call it quits But so happened to be in the, I don't know, South Pacific In the very same dock as what Mr Donald Crowhurst was And so that's how Mr Donald Crowhurst got found out And number one, in honour of my nephew He's 21 years old. I like to make these personal. Adam, he's 24 years old. He's just moved to Melbourne. I've been brainwashing him to become a Collingwood supporter. Hopefully, he, he hasn't listened. No, I'll send this to him, and in, in, in case he's deciding to leave the Collingwood um, fold, this is a warning, a Russian warning. <laughs> um, so he lives. He actually lives near the Collingwood Football Ground training precinct, and he saw ah. there's a touch football version of Aussie rules, and Collingwood has a team. So he's got he's got it in his head that he can play for the mighty Magpies. Whoa! Totally to impress me. So he sends off his application to join and he gets this response dear Gavin's nephew unfortunately your request to register for the Victorian Wheelchair Football League has been denied (laughs) This may be due to not meeting all the required registration criteria, edit namely because he's not restricted to a wheelchair. Um, so frankly he's uninvited to Christmas um, <laughs> for cheating. So in honour of him yeah. the number one spot of, of the Trevor Chapel Rob Breyers, G'day bro top ten is the Spanish basketball team in the yeah. 2000 <laughs> Sydney
4: Paralympics.
3: Paralympics. yes. In the intellectually disabled category. Do you know this story, Adam? I do.
1: I was, I was there, not for that game, but I was there to watch ID Basketball the day before. All right. mm. ID
3: Basketball, that's the... disabled right. basketball, yeah. So, um, the Spanish team dominated the competition, mm-hmm. but they uh, had fully abled athletes. Take note, uh, Gavin's nephew, this story's for you. <laughs> so, during the first match of the tournament, uh, they're leading China by 30 points. The coach said, lads, uh, this is obviously my best Spanish accent, yep. and I'm just is being translated, lads, move down a gear or they'll find out you're not disabled. <laughs> Ole. So, they went on to beat Russia in the final, and they were only... Found out because when they got the photos on the podium of the medals they were <laughs> all standing <laughs> yeah, well or uh, well, intellectually disabled those photos went back to the people in Spain and many people there said they recognized the players from local leagues and reported them and so how they got into the team is uh, and qualified for the tournament it was easy because the requirement was that players need to score 70 or below on an IQ test oh yeah so they actually drafted into the team two actual intellectually disabled men and they did the test <laughs> But Spain um, Spain scored 107 mo- uh, medals in that Paralympics, third behind Australia and Britain. So I'll let you mm. listeners be the judge of how they got those 107 oh, well. medals. Good well research, done.
0: Gav. Well done. No Loved worries. It. That's educational. Gee, we got through some sports tonight. I don't know what's going on. It's absolutely ridiculous. Well, Rob's been
3: holding you back.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He doesn't do research. I thought this the show is just about sponsorship and you know fart jokes and, uh, and, and Russia. You
3: hung- know, for a while I'm a little bit hungry. Is it? What could I have that would be a snack?
0: Oh, it's good for you. Full of protein. What? Jack links, beef jerky. Oh, it's the best a man can get. Wonderful. Anyway, we've uh, got time for this. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. There's a time you got to go and
4: show you grow, and now. You know about the facts of life, the facts of life. When the world never seems to be
0: living... Facts of Lifetime. Now, when we did 365 Days of Sport, myself and Rob ended mm. up in deepest, darkest Yorkshire. We found this sport called VX, right? Mm. Now, the guys that run VX basically embraced what we were doing. And they actually said... There's no real matches or tournaments on right now. So I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm just going to start a tournament in your (laughs) honour. So while you're here, you can watch the best guys in the world that play VX basically fight it out against each other, and they'll win a trophy, and we went, Really? You do that for us? So, this is a very special... We're edition 69 of um 365 Days of Sport Radio Show. And I thought, we'll ring Paul Hildreth, who, who runs VX no. worldwide. And I, we'll get him on the phone and get him to tell us all about it. Because the 365 Days of Sport Invitational Challenge Trophy for VX is tomorrow night <laughs> oh. in Yorkshire. The third annual... It's one of the major trophies of the VX calendar now. The, the, the oh. top guys in the world want to play for this trophy. It's like the biggest thing you can win. My God, is this on ESPN? It's live. Live on oh. the on the Ot show. <laughs> it's up there with dodgeball and stuff. But in all honesty, VX is a brilliant sport. It's great. So, Paul, thanks for joining us. This is the very first thing we've ever done a phone interview, so uh, hopefully it'll work.
2: You don't do things by hours, do you? It's international as well.
0: Yeah, oh. international. You need subtitles for this guy too. <laughs> yeah. So, Paul's uh, Paul is a, a staunch Yorkshireman, by the way. Right. So, uh, so, um, Paul, tell us about VX and the, the basis of the sport.
2: Right, OK. Well, it's the simplest sport there is. There's no goals, no zones, no markings, no targets. You score points by hitting each other with balls. Oh, now, yes. Yeah, straight away, you think dodgeball. Well, we would say the recipe is a little lacrosse, a pinch of pilota, a dash of dodgeball, and a hint of hockey. The Americans just call it dodgeball on steroids because it's so much faster. The difference is, unlike dodgeball, you're not stuck in two halves. You can go anywhere. Unlike dodgeball, when you hit, you're not out. Your hand goes up, referee says play on, you carry on playing. So there's no stops. Every player's got a V-stick, which looks, looks like a double-ended lacrosse stick, and you use these to fire the balls at each other. The balls are tennis ball-sized. Not tennis balls, though. They hurt. Um, these are low pressure balls two teams are five aside five balls in play four quarters of four minutes very fast um we also play singles which is what the 365 challenge trophy is and that's called v2 that's in squash courts two players three balls intense personal gladiatorial and bloody good fun
4: how,
3: welcome to the show and can i ask uh, how many people have died playing this <laughs>
2: <laughs> well none that we know of we just get I mean, rid of them. generally, if we get people injured, it's like that. It's because they've, um, you know, if they're out of the sport injured, it's because they've been playing some other dangerous sport, like you know, rounders or netball or tiddlywinks.
3: <laughs> you just get rid of the body anyway, so no one knows any difference. Uh,
2: yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah,
1: can can I ask? Have you considered making a more extreme version and using golf balls?
2: Well, we do say that in Middlesbrough they use cricket balls. Oh. In old, they use cricket balls dipped in petrol and later. But it's an only joke, really.
1: I think that's like that. That would be considered a UFC VX version, wouldn't Ooh, it? In a yeah. cage,
2: yeah. Or uh, Japan might go for something like that.
0: Yeah, VX death match. That's what we want to see. If it ain't bloody, it ain't happening.
2: guys <laughs> <No laughs> yeah, so no rules football, aren't you?
0: So <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, Paul, obviously tomorrow night is the 365 Invitational Challenge Trophy, which uh, we are, uh, and you know my thoughts on this. I am so absolutely unbelievably proud. Rob is too that uh, you guys have perpetually honoured our visit and us getting involved with VX, and uh, you have got you know eight of the top guys in the world going to compete for this trophy. Gee,
2: Yep, absolutely. Um, this is the third one we've done. The same name has been on the trophy for the first two years, so the other guys are hoping to uh, to change that tomorrow.
1: Who's your Who's your top pick? Which country's going to take it out
2: uh, tomorrow? They're all British. Oh, okay. So, so which uh,
1: w- which county is going to take it out? Do you think uh, Do you think the East Enders have a chance?
2: No, uh, no it's going to be Yorkshire. <laughs> the the
1: Yorkshire, <laughs> gonna puddings be Yorkshire. Gonna, Yorkshire puddings are going to Yorkshire puddings
2: are going to take it out. Absolutely, yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, well, I don't say unfortunately. Um, it's an all male lineup this year. Oh, bugger. Uh, I, I don't say unfortunately, it's just one of those things because even though it's a gender-neutral sport and the lads and lasses play on a totally equal footing, there are no rules or ratios. You know, we can have all-male, all-female or any mix, and it just happens that this year it is all-male it so, wasn't last year so I'm male, sure it won't be next year
3: males and females will compete on the same court the same field at the very same time oh yeah it's oh,
2: uh, wow. right from a pri- right from a primary school taster session to a singles world cup final it can be it is males and females playing on sort equal footing uh, we had a, a knockout festival just last week and in the very last match it was my team against a team from York. And for the final quarter, I came off and Patrick turned off and then we realised that all our lineup on court was just all the girls. There was five girls on. And then we looked at York and there were five blokes. (laughs) Even though they had females in the the on-day squad, it was five blokes. So it ended up in that last quarter, five girls against five blokes. And my team went into that last quarter 31 points down. And in those five minutes, the lassies turned it round to lose by only four points. Ooh, Hell of wow. a performance.
4: Yeah.
1: Wow. See, that gave, uh, this VX sounds like two of your favourite pastimes. Competitive sport and your balls hitting women in the face.
2: I'll, I'll have you know, I've got... <laughs> <laughs> I have you know, I've I've never got... thought of that. But <laughs> what did a... strike me is when Beefy came on and said, "This is episode 69, I thought, "Yeah, that's my favourite <laughs> number." But
3: uh... well, I have to say, I've got I've got Scottish heritage, so it's a
1: kilt. Oh, sorry. Yeah,
0: <laughs> right. Look, Paul, we wish you all the best for yeah. the uh, three sixty five tomorrow night. It's uh, like I say, it's one of the major trophies that uh, the the guys and the girls compete for in mm. the uh, VX year. We we have to say the VX World Cup is going to Hong Kong as well. So uh, we, myself and Rob mm. will be hoping to uh, get across.
2: It's
0: India this year. India this year. Is it Hong Kong the year after? No, 20. Twenty Hong What's Kong, twenty twenty.
1: There you go. Oh, I've got a long time to build. So like up. You, you and Rob are going to be sitting in a hotel in Hong Kong, going, "What's happening? Where is and everyone?" everyone? Will be in India. Everyone's
0: yeah. eating curry. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, the Hong Kong players will be in India. Yes. Yeah.
0: So um, we are incredibly honoured that you guys have uh, perpetually honoured uh, our visit and our kind of support, and we are so glad that you guys support what uh, myself and Rob do and uh, bringing these minority sports to a public that demands new and exciting things. And uh, like I said, we wish you the best of luck and. Uh, we we will forever continue to keep in touch, and like I said, hopefully it's going to be before 2020 in Hong Kong. We will get back to our event, and uh, you never know, we might even uh, throw some balls at people's heads again, like we've <laughs> talked about already.
2: Uh, yeah, good stuff. you know, the kids in that primary school still, still talk about you guys.
0: <laughs> yes, myself and Rob actually did a primary school visit, and we oh. played against the kids, and I smashed them. I'll tell you what, those <laughs> eight-year-olds did not know what had hit them. <laughs>
2: They still
0: talk about it. Brilliant.
3: Can I can I suggest that for the best player of the comp, you give them the beefy trophy, and for the worst player of the comp, you give them the Rob
0: Bryers <laughs> trophy, <laughs> the Memorial Award. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul. Well, thanks for that. I will talk to you very soon. We will catch up. We will broadcast the results of the trophy on uh, show seventy. We can't quite make it as rude as that, but I'm sure we can make someone out of a seventy. <laughs>
2: All right, well, that's with one person watching, isn't it? (laughs) I'm used to that. (laughs) All right, mate, we will talk to you
0: very soon. All the best for tomorrow night.
2: Cheers, fellas. Watch out for the scores on Facebook. Well, thanks for that. I will
0: talk to you very soon. We might wrap this up. I'll just do... We might do this very, very quickly. (laughs) Even though Adam, yep. do you want to be a world champion?
1: I'd love to be a world champion.
0: Gav, do you want to be a world champion? I've considered it. Have you got a dog? Uh, He's dead. He's dead. Well, in fact, a dead dog could well win this world championship. A nine-year-old English bulldog was named the winner of the world's Uh, ugliest dog contest in San Francisco this weekend. Zaza won the title on Saturday in a competition with dogs with hairless bodies Mm. and lolling tongues flaunt their imperfections. The dogs walk down a red carpet and are evaluated by a panel of judges. The winner takes home fifteen hundred U.S. dollars.
4: I saw this. The uh, dog was hideous. What, yes. What's
0: that in dog dog dollars? thats times by seven, obviously. So oh. that's uh, yeah, that's a lot. Uh, last year's winner was a hundred and fifty-seven kilogram gentle giant named Martha, a Neapolitan Mastiff. With Ooh. gas and a droopy face, what? really? With gas <laughs> and a droopy face, you can tell I read this report. Um, this year's dogs included a black head-covered Chinese crested and mutt and a bulldog mix with excess wrinkly skin. Huh. 157 kilo dog. That's a big fella. Well, Thank God it wasn't a poodle. <laughs> Thank God it wasn't a 157 I'm, I'm t- kilo more, chihuahua. I'm more concerned with the
3: uh, the Neapolitan. Was it in three different colours? Oh my God, you pulled it up on the screen. I've just it, got
0: the picture. It's got like a, a one foot long tongue hanging oh, out the side. Well, that's obviously the pink of the
3: Neapolitan. Oh, and it's <laughs> white markings and it's got chocolate on it as well. Oh my gosh. That um, is,
0: apparently, that, Zaza had her nails painted for the competition especially. Yeah, because that's, that's, that's important. You can't <laughs> polish a turd, but in this this case, you can try. And $1,500 worth of turd as well. I wonder what the owner's going to do with that $1,500. Well, apparently they're going to buy ChapStick because uh, her lips get very, very (laughs) dry and they use mountains of ChapStick to keep her lips moist. Mm. Um, Her favourite thing to play with is you. And put that tongue on your face because it feels so weird. Oof. I'm just reading the report here. This is rude. I, I think this is uh, Dog Boy uh, or Play Dog, sorry. not uh...
3: Play Dog. <laughs> the pornographic <laughs> yeah. erotic material yeah. for
1: dogs. Yeah. Uh, Somewhere there's a greyhound going <laughs> um, Scooby-Doo's got a page over going Right, Ron, I'm a rat. Oh,
0: here we go. The competition was rough. Oh. oh, Underbites and awkward tongues were a theme among the 15 homely contenders as were Crazy ass Oh, look, here we go. There was a, yeah, I saw that. There was a beefy, excise intolerant bulldog named Meatloaf, (laughs) also known as Snorlax. (laughs) Oh, that organisers suspect
3: might be part pig. Oh my god, that does look like a part pig. Uh, that's
0: uh,
2: that's
3: something out of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. That's something you'd mistaken it
0: for, is, for lunch. There was a Pekingese named Wild Thing that looks just like it got off a bender with Charlie Sheen. This is brilliant. <laughs> it's got tiger blood. What a report I've just found here. This is great. CNN doing a great job, by the way. Thanks, CNN. Uh, They wanted something that was more easy to digest than what Trump did. Yeah, exactly right. So ugly dogs was it. You've got to stick these photos up on Facebook. Yeah, I will do. Uh, uh, By the way, thanks for mentioning Facebook. Uh, Check out our Facebook page. Just look up 365 Days of Sport on Facebook. Please join in the fun. There's a load of stuff going on on uh, 365 Days of Sport as well. uh, We're doing seven days of polo right now, which is quite fun. I did see that. I showed a little video about canoe polo today. The first ten seconds are deadly. They throw the ball into the middle of the pool, and mm. you basically paddle as fast as you can. As the canoes meet, the tips of the canoes hit and gets launched into the air. Oh. Absolutely takes the guy's head off. Guy probably died. Huh. I'm putting snuff films on the Facebook site, That's no, for sure. You just go got to go for polo shirts. Yes, mm. that's day eight. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, what a show. This is we've flown through today, and all I'm of a sudden exhausted. we're at the end. We got to thank Jack Links, the best beef jerky in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to thank Masito, the best sports gear in Australia. Uh, we got to thank Adam Samuel Adam. for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for joining the fun. Thank you for having me. Uh, thanks to Gav for actually doing some research, which is a bit of a change <laughs> from my normal partner. Oh, that,
3: that's three. That's for my next uh, two episodes worth of uh, worth of work. He's he's done now. Just yeah. can you just in the, in the re- re- can you just record that and then cut it in again for next week's episode? Oh yeah, yeah. Just bring in, just
0: keep redo that. Time and time again, There's
1: a lot of quality in that. Oh my god, another another oh, ten, 10. Oh, or you here.
3: know, if you actually, if you do want to hear this again, just tune into Triple M. That yes, you'll,
0: uh, because Triple we- M are renowned for stealing all our material. So, Gav, you'll probably hear yourself on Triple M the remainder of this week. Just tune into oh. uh, either Will Anderson Malloy or any other bugger that steals our material.
3: We won't be getting uh, I won't be getting the pay for it either.
0: No, that's uh, very true. That's one thing we can be certain of. Uh, well, no, thanks for listening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to our um, Lithuanian listeners as well they've come on in in their ones and twos they've been joining the fun also,
3: what's, what's hello in Lithuanian
0: uh, well they live in Vilnius okay. that's about it but uh, we have uh, some new <laughs> Lithuanian listeners which I'm glad you've joined in the fun because uh, without you we wouldn't even bother doing it
1: mm, exactly basketball is very big in Lithuania it
0: is and you've got mm. to be very big in Lithuania to play basketball mm-hmm.
1: mm. well that's all for this edition of
0: 365 days of sport Woo!
3: as Rob Bryars would say well, I'll check you next week bro <laughs> It's close enough <laughs>